0: Hello, I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to this podcast homily for Seventh Sunday after Trinity, the eighth in a series of 26 homilies for Trinity Season. Listeners may benefit from the Companion AIC seasonal video series Trinity Tide, The Teaching Season, which is presented in nine episodes. Each linked from the digital library page, with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The series offers a brief history of the evolution of Whit Sunday, Pentecost, and Trinity season, Anglican traditions of Whit Sunday and Trinity, including the seasonal color and fasting traditions. And commentary on the Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for Whit Sunday Pentecost, Trinity Sunday, and all 24 Sundays after Trinity and Sunday next before Advent in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. The Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for Seventh Sunday after Trinity are discussed in Episode 4. The Epistle reading for seven Sunday after Trinity, Romans 6 verses 9 to 23 offers more from St. Paul on the dual theme of judgment and salvation that is also raised in the Psalm and Old Testament lessons in morning prayer for seven Sunday after Trinity being Psalm 18 verses 1 to 20 and Hosea chapter 14 interpreted in the Christian context of the offer of life eternal in the kingdom of God. Here's verses 22 and 23. But now, having been set free from sin, and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness, and in the end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, In Christ Jesus, our Lord. The Gospel reading for Seventh Sunday after Trinity is Mark chapter 8, verses 1 through 9. St. Mark's abbreviated account of the feeding of the multitudes and the first of only two readings from St. Mark during Trinity season. This account by Mark of the feeding of the 4,000 is more limited in its details concerning the event than was the case with his account of the feeding of the 5,000, which he related earlier in Mark 6, verses 32 to 44. Based on St. Mark's statement that at the end of the incident, Jesus and his disciples got into a boat and traveled to the region of Dalmanutha, which is on the western shore of the sea, the event most likely took place southeast of the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis, which means the now lost ten cities. Both the reading from Hosea and Psalm 18 speak of the merciful nature of God. Mark continues the theme by telling of a compassionate Jesus who recognized that the, quote, multitudes... Unquote, who had been following him for three days, could not get home again without growing weak from lack of food. St. Mark makes it clear that even the disciples were skeptical that Jesus could provide for so many with so little, being seven loaves of bread and a few small fish, reporting one of their questions, how can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? Christological scholars who look for evidence of Christ in the Old Testament find the precedent for that very question in Psalm 78, verses 19 and 20. Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Can he give bread also? Seeing the disciples' disbelief, Jesus answered the question, How many loaves do you have? Seven, they replied. He then commanded the multitudes to sit on the ground, and then he took the seven loaves and, quote, gave thanks, unquote. In other words, he prayed to the Father and blessed the bread, just as today's Anglican priest speaks of rendering unto thee most hearty thanks for the innumerable benefits offered unto us by the same. Then he, he then broke the bread into pieces and gave the broken pieces to the disciples to give to the people. He repeated the same miracle and returned the, quote, few small fish in verse 7 into enough to feed the multitude. When they were finished distributing the bread and the fish, the disciples collected what was left into baskets. Note that St. Mark refers to, quote, large baskets. The scholars who produced the New King James Study Bible believe that these baskets were of the same type and size as those used to lower St. Peter to safety in Damascus as described by St. Luke in Acts 9, verse 25. We know from the continuation of St. Mark's account in verses 11 to 21, which follow the prayer book reading, that a few days later, on the opposite shore of the Sea of, Gal- of Galilee, the disciples had left behind this abundance, taking with them, quote, only one loaf with them in the boat. As is often the case with the Sunday reading, the reading itself, Mark 8, 1 to 9, gives us the facts, but we have to read farther along in Mark 8 to find the true lesson for Trinity 7. Here is Mark 8, verses 17 to 21, which includes one of Jesus' rare references to a miracle that had occurred earlier. The whole exchange is in the traditional Old Testament rabbinical style of questions and answers. It also contains key words concerning eyes to see and ears to hear. And St. John used those phrases again and again to teach Christian theology in the book of Revelation. Here's the verses Why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many baskets full of fragments did you take up? They said to him, Twelve. Also, when I broke the seven for the five thousand, how many large baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said, Seven. So he said to them, How is it you do not understand? Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this podcast homily for seven Sunday after Trinity are available at our website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net, with seasonal videos and Christian education videos linked from the digital library page, with Bible study videos from the Bible study page, and the podcast versions of all three series from the podcast archive page. Further, information about AIC bookstore publications referred to later is available through the Virtual Bookstore link at the bottom of the home page. First, New Testament Gospels, an AIC Bible study video series presented in 45 episodes. St. Mark's accounts of the feeding of the 4,000 and the earlier feeding of the 5,000 are discussed in episode 10. Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation, our other AIC Bible study video series, presented in 28 episodes, From that series, the concept of eyes to see and ears to hear, as spoken by Jesus in the letters to the seven churches of Asia Minor in Revelation 2 and 3, are discussed in episode 5 through episode 8, and again in episode 16, in the context of the sounding of the seventh trumpet in Revelation 11, verse 15a, the turning point verse in Revelation Another series, The Lord's Prayer, which is a Christian education video series in two two episodes. The Petition to Forgive trespasses is discussed in Episode 2. The Lives of the Saints, an AIC Christian education video series, presented in multiple episodes in two series. From the first series, St. Matthew is the focus of Episode 1, St. Paul of Episode 5, St. Mark of Episode 7. From the second series, Archbishop Cranmer is one of three English martyrs celebrated in episode 28. From the AIC bookstore publications, starting with Layman's Lexicon, entries of interest are Christology, Theophany, Judgment, Salvation, and Sin. From the writing prophets of the Old Testament, The prophet Hosea is discussed with illustrations in Part 3, Chapter 1, on pages 61 to 64. In the Prayer Book Psalter, colon, History Text and Commentary, Psalm 18, 1 to 20, and how it is interpreted and used in the Anglican tradition, is discussed on pages 36 to 38. Psalm 78, verses 19 and 20, quoted earlier, are discussed on pages 180 to 184. The first closing prayer for Seventh Sunday after Trinity is from the first century Coptic Orthodox Eucharistic Liturgy of St. Mark the Apostle. The second is the Collect for Seventh Sunday After Trinity, which Archbishop Cranmer adapted from the 1549 Book of Common Prayer from the Gelasian Sacramentary as it was used in the Church in England. And now the first prayer from the Coptic tradition. God of light, Father of life, author of grace, framer of the worlds, fountain of knowledge, giver of wisdom, treasure of holiness, teacher of pure prayers, benefactor of the soul, who givest to the weak hearted who trust in thee those things into which angels desire to look. O sovereign Lord, who has brought us up from the depths of darkness to light, who has given us life from death, who has graciously bestowed upon us freedom from slavery, who has scattered the darkness of sin within us, through the presence of Thine only begotten Son, do Thou now also, through the visitation of Thy all-Holy Spirit, enlighten the eyes of our understanding, so that when we partake without fear of condemnation, the heavenly and immortal food of Thy Son's precious body and blood, we may be sanctified wholly in body and soul and spirit. Amen. And now the collect for the day. Lord of all power and might, who art the author of all good things, graft in our hearts the love of thy name, increase in us true religion, nourish us with all goodness, and of thy great mercy keep us in the same. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.